Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula Yerdun. In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love, inspiration, and purpose for your life. So let's get started. My friends, welcome back. This is part two with my pal Tracy Lepke. And as you heard in part one, we finished off talking about your spiritual connections and that we're going to get to into into this episode. Yeah. So in case you are listening to this episode at a different time, uh, Tracy is once again a Canadian actor, author, activist, spiritual intuitive, Reiki master, medium. She cleans out, uh, <laughs> cleans, oh, what is it? Spiritual cleansing of houses, which we actually just did mm-hmm. between part one and part two of this episode. So that's really cool. And she does tarot card reading. And so we're diving into the, um, into the spiritual aspect in this episode and how these tools and these techniques can help you on your journey of healing. And this is just information. If you're new to this information, perhaps just keep an open mind. What is Reiki? You know, what is mediumship? What is intuitive counseling? All of that kind of work, which is just, it's just another avenue. It's just another tool. And if you resonate with it, great. Now that you have some information, you may want to look into it for yourself. And if you don't resonate with it, maybe it's information or you're just going to move on. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is just who, whoever is open to listening. So Tracy, once again, welcome back. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get started here. And so first of all, um, because one thing I think is very important is always about safety. When mm-hmm. anyone is going to do any kind of healing, whether that's with a counselor, you're going to talk to your doctor, you're going to go to the police. Yeah. Safety is first and foremost, um, especially when sharing any kind of information and Mm -hmm. anything personal that you're going through. And so if someone were going to, say, come to you for a session Mm -hmm. um, in any uh, any of those areas, which we'll talk about, how do they know that they're going to be safe in doing this? And how is this safe for them? Good question. Um, Every instructor that I have ever had has had the most amazing integrity when it comes to safety. So um, it's always resonated very true to me. Um, And so I've just kept it going. So what I usually do is at the beginning of every session, um, I just say to you um, what happens in this room stays in this room between you and I. Uh, nothing ever gets said. If I take notes, it's strictly for my own information in case I might need it in another session just to remind myself of what's going on with you. Although that is really rare. I rarely take notes. Um, and you know, you and I will usually have a chat about what you feel comfortable with, what you don't feel comfortable with. I always ask permission before every session Um, That is huge to me. Um, Anything spiritual, anything emotional, I absolutely need your permission to do anything 
um, to talk to you about anything, to perform any kind of services, be it Reiki, uh, coaching, whatever it is. So we usually take a solid 10 minutes before every session and really talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always at the end of it say, okay, do I have your permission to, you know, tap in or to give you Reiki or to talk to your guides, whatever it is that we've decided to do for that day. Right. And I need a hard yes. Otherwise, even if it's kind of a, well, then we talk a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there have been, there's been one time where the lady just was not comfortable. And I said, you know what, if you just want to talk, we can just talk. You know, if you just want a sounding board for today, we can absolutely do that. And that's what we ended up doing is just having a chat. Right. But yeah, integrity and confidentiality is enormous in -hmm. my practice. Okay, absolutely. And and they, obviously because you need their permission and you have a form and stuff that... I do. I have an intake form. It usually only fill it out the first time you come to see me. And that's, it's basic information like name, address, phone number, email, if you want to be part of my email list. Uh, and then just what's going on with you. So mm-hmm. why are you here today? Right. So like any other intake form that you would do at a doctor's office or an alternative practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So other than me listing all of your stuff, I'm sure if I, <laughs> I don't know if I listed all of your practices properly. Um, but, you know, what is it? What are your techniques? Uh, Reiki would be the basis technique. Um I find that through the few years that I've been doing Reiki, I tend to channel Reiki automatically when I'm in a session with someone. So Reiki is always present and I find that it's a good foundation for me um, because it helps me know that I am tapping into the correct things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Reiki, the word Reiki actually means, um, you know, very loosely translated, of course, because it's Japanese. Um, It means uh, divine um, energy. Divine energy. So emphasis on the divine, because Mm -hmm. as soon as you are very specific about what energy you want to channel, you have to make sure that it's the divine and the holy energy, because you can get kind of mixed signals sometimes if you don't. So Reiki in and of itself is absolutely divine. It's straight from source, Mm -hmm. and it only ever goes to where it's needed. Right. It's never forceful. It's never um, obstructive. It never goes somewhere that you're not ready for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I find for myself is a really excellent baseline for right. everything. Okay. Yeah. And obviously in case people are going to ask, you are trained I am. in this. Yep. Okay. I have my uh, Reiki master certification mm-hmm. and I also have my violet flame Reiki master certification too. So it's violet, violet flame. flame. So the way uh, the two Reikis present themselves to me is Yusui Reiki is like the masculine and the Violet Flame is like the feminine. Oh, okay. And uh, even the colors themselves, because I see, I've always seen Yusui Reiki as a blue color. Mm -hmm. And then the Violet Flame is very much like a... Violet? Violet. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I see it more of of a magenta violet. Okay. But when they mix, like when I channel both of them, it becomes this gorgeous purple indigo kind of flame that's just, it's powerful but gentle at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. That, that is really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. Okay. And so what other what other techniques do you use? Reiki's primary. So Reiki's primary. And then um, 
I also have my clairvoyant abilities. So clairvoyance is the ability to see, sense, feel, um, sensations, emotions, um, pictures. Sometimes you get actual audio, like there's very different kinds of clairvoyance. So far, I seem to be hitting almost all of them, mm. of course, in different um, strengths, because there's some that you you have naturally that are just your natural strength. So mine would be empathic. So I can feel other people's emotions. I can feel their body sensations. That'd um, be clairsentient, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, right. yes. And then I can also audio hear. So I will hear physical voices. Mm-hmm. You know, some might call that schizophrenia. However, <laughs> I do know the difference too. It is called yeah. clear audience. Yeah. And then thank you for all the technical terms that I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then I can also see. So mm. I will get... That's the clairvoyance. Yes. So I will right. get um, pictures yeah. in my head or I have actually seen physical... Um, I've seen symbols. I've seen people. I've seen... Oh, colors. I've seen orbs. Wow. All of the things. Um, so I take that and then I mix it with my medium capabilities, which is the ability to communicate with um, either passed over loved ones or guides or a combination of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, I'm still practicing the angel communication they seem to more come in uh, for me personally, mm-hmm. not so much for other people. Right. Um, and then um, channeling kind of all encompasses that. I kind of deem channeling as all of that. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then intuitive counseling, I take all of those abilities and I listen to you. And what I'm doing is I'm listening. It's kind of like reading between the lines. I'm listening for the story within the story. Mm, Okay. So you're telling me whatever it is you need to tell me, and I am listening with my clairvoyance and my mediumship to Mm. the other messages that are coming through that are uh, relevant to the story that you're telling me. Okay. Yeah. And then I help you. See, what I do, I don't tell you how to live ever Mm -hmm. because that's not my job. Yeah. I give you information that's been given to me so that you can apply it to your life the way it is best for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then you also do tarot cards as well, yeah. which which we've got a couple of we decks do. here. And yeah. we're going to do a sample reading at the end of this, which I think is so cool. That's why we're waiting till the end. So, or maybe near the end. So you have to listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you do the smudging and clearing of homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I kind of... Well, sort of accidentally fell into. It was in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Um, <clears throat> because of my background with seeing entities in my own home, I think it laid the groundwork for me to be able to go into other people's homes and not be afraid of what's there. Because right. a lot because your home is like your sacred place. Yeah. And when shit's going south it scares the hell out of you and you don't know what to do. And because you are in the space with whatever's going on, it's very hard to distinguish exactly what's going on. So someone like me can come in with fresh eyes and without any real previous experience to what is going on and be able to see, sense and feel 
exactly what's going on. And so I'll go into a house and I'll try to get as little information as possible. More like, it's more like a doctor asking for your symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, so what have you been experiencing in the last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, give me as little information as possible. So they'll kind of give me the lowdown and it's usually very emotional driven, right? So um, I had... Emotional from the people living from in the From the house? people living there, yeah. Okay. So, and it's hard, it's hard to think objectively when your personal space is being invaded, mm-hmm. especially by things you don't understand right. and you can't figure out. So I'll go in and what I usually do is a walkthrough, get a sense of the place, find out where the hot spots are because there's always hot spots in a house. Okay. Um, and then I will go through and find out what the source is. And what's causing the hot What's spot. causing the hot spots. Okay. So a lot of the times it's not nearly as bad as people think because people immediately go to horror movie type hauntings, right? So they shouldn't do that? They shouldn't do that. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, you know, if some if there's stuff going on that's really sketchy, you know, seek a professional. However, you know, the more fear you bring into that situation, chances are the worse it will become because negative energy feeds off of fear. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like like attracts like. It is. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I'll go in, figure out what's what, and then I will specifically use my guides. And a lot of the times I'll call in uh, Jesus uh, mm-hmm. or a Buddha, whoever whoever presents themselves to me. Because a lot of the times wh- once I'm done the walkthrough, I will have one of those uh, ascended masters come and go, I will help you with this. That is cool. And I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I will usually get information from my guides and from, you know, whoever uh, comes in with me, um, what exactly to do. And it's usually just something as simple as clearing the energy um, and then having a conversation with the people who live there about what has physically been going on that might prompt this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'll find people have been gone through a very severe trauma recently and that will open up the gateway to negative energy and negative entities Mm -hmm. and they'll kind of just cohabitate with you until you tell them to go away. Wow. And so sometimes you just need someone like me to come in and go, they don't want you here anymore. It's time for you to go. Right. Yep. That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. I I bet it would be. Yeah. So out of all of these skills and techniques that you have, what do most people come to see you for? I would say coaching, intuitive coaching, um, yeah, mostly intuitive coaching. Um, and, and Reiki? Do and they... Reiki, yeah. Um, I find lately Reiki and intuitive coaching have been going hand in hand mm-hmm. where someone will come in for a Reiki session and then they want to sit afterwards and talk about what they experienced. And that oftentimes turns into a coaching session. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So for people who don't know what Reiki is, which you just talked about as the Japanese term mm-hmm. for divine energy, um... Why would someone choose to come have a Reiki session? Now, again, we're wanting to link it to anxiety, depression, right. yeah. um, yada, yada, yada. Why would someone want to come try Reiki? It's a very gentle and non-invasive, um, almost like gateway into alternative spiritual healing. Um, because like I said before, it's very gentle. It won't ever do what you're not ready 
to have done. And if all else fails, the person is extremely relaxed and feels kind of a sense of weight being pulled off of them after the session. Mm -hmm. So even if that's all it does, and sometimes it's just nice to get out of your house and away from your life Mm -hmm. for an hour or 90 minutes and just have someone focus on you Mm -hmm. and what you need in that moment. Okay. So let's use me as example. Say I'm coming to you for the first time and Mm -hmm. I've got my anxiety, depression and I'm coming in, we just did the intake. Mm -hmm. Am I then, what's going to happen next? Like, do I lay on a table? What do you do? What, what happens to me? What am I going through? Yeah. So I have a massage table. Okay. Pretty standard. Uh, I've made it all super cozy. So I've got pillows, blankets, Um, and I've usually dimmed the lights. I've got some really cool kind of vibey, relaxing music going. I'm sure vibey is a word. Yeah, it is. It is now. (laughs) I have just made it up. Excellent. Um, and then I make sure you're comfortable, like physically comfortable, Mm because it's hard to relax if you're not physically comfortable. So I have, um, bolsters for your knees. Uh, if you have to lay on your side, I have bolsters, all that kind of stuff. And then all I do again, I will ask you your permission. Uh, even at that stage, I'll ask again. Yep, you got it. And and what I usually do is I start at a person's head and usually it's hands off. Mm -hmm. So it's um, about three inches off the body. I usually kind of feel out where your auric field is. And it's usually between three inches and eight inches off of the body. So I'll Mm -hmm. kind of feel out where that is. Um, And then I'll start at your head and I'll just hover my hands above your head. And most of the time, I'd say a solid nine out of 10 times, people feel exactly the moment when Reiki starts to channel. Oh. Because they'll feel, sometimes sometimes they'll feel a tingling sensation. Sometimes they'll feel a little bit of warmth. Uh, Sometimes they'll feel cool, depending on what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they'll feel a surge of electricity, almost like static. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes they'll see in, because they have their eyes closed, They'll see colors behind their eyes. They'll kind of feel waves. Okay. So if you've got your hands, okay, say we're using me me again. Mm -hmm. You've got your hands by my head and I'm starting to notice sensations. Mm -hmm. Where, where is that coming from? So it's coming directly from source energy. You can call it God, um, creator. There's many different names. It's all the same entity. Great spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's coming directly from source. Okay. And because it's coming directly from source, it's going exactly where it needs to go. But it, it comes is, through you. Then, it comes right? through me. Okay. And only because I've been attuned to it. So part of the training of Reiki is having whoever's teaching who will also be a master. Mm-hmm. They have been attuned to the Reiki symbols and to the Reiki energy uh, through the top of their head into their pineal gland. Mm-hmm. So that is like your source of all of your intuition. Is that like the crown chakra? It's your crown chakra. Yeah. Okay. So it'll go in and usually they'll put their fingers on your crown chakra and then one right below your occipital bone. What is an occipital bone? So you know where the curve of your head is on the back Mm -hmm. and where it goes into the dip right before your spinal column? Mm -hmm. That's your occipital bone. Okay. Yeah. So right below there. Right. So I've been attuned to channel this energy okay. through my crown chakra. Crown, yeah. <laughs> crown chakra. Thank you, English you had too language. much watermelon. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm merely a conduit. Okay. Because then someone would ask, it's like, well, then why would I need you? Why doesn't just God source energy just, just do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
no reason really. Uh, it's just, that's what I've been attuned to do. And some people, uh, most people, I think I can safely say, aren't in a space where they can figure that out themselves. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. And it's, it's not meant as a, as a haughty thing. You know, anyone can be attuned to Reiki. Absolutely anyone. Because mm-hmm. everyone is intuitive. Because mm-hmm. all of us that. are connected through energy. Mm-hmm. So all of us have these abilities. We're all just at different um, stages of acknowledgement of it. Fair If enough. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I've just practiced and okay. had the training and attunement to do it. Right. So you're just practiced and trained in mm-hmm. the energy. Okay. Right. So so again, I'm I'm there, I'm listening, or I'm I'm feeling some stuff. What is happening to you as you're working then just so far on my head? Um, so I'm kind of getting the same sensations. So it can differ between people. Most of the time I feel a lot of heat in my hands. Um, usually about 10 minutes into the session, if I'm wearing a sweater, I have to take my sweater off because I'm starting to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a bad way. It's just my temperature. Is I was just going to ask, like, is this harmful to you no. and to the person? No, not at all. When I'm channeling Reiki, it's also healing me mm-hmm. because okay. it's going through my body as well. Right. So, um, I heard, uh, someone else who was trained in Reiki say, you don't do Reiki, Reiki does you. Okay. Uh, Because every time you channel Reiki, it's always to the highest good of all people involved. Mm -hmm. So there's never any harm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oftentimes I'll get the same sensation. I'll get tingling. I'll also be led um, mostly through a mental impression where my hands need to stay and where they need to go. Mm -hmm. So I can start at your head and I'll suddenly get a, nope, not there, temples. And so I'll move my hands to the temples and it's almost like a magnet where my hands are suctioned to your head. And I know I just need to hang out there and continue to channel the Reiki through there. And, you know, after the session, the person will say, oh, it's interesting that you stayed at my temples. I've been dealing with a headache for the last week. Like I cannot figure out where it came from. And it's interesting that you stayed at my temples. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're just being intuitively intuitively guided correct where where to put it so what's so what's actually happening to the client then so other than the tingling sensations mm-hmm. you know are the clients aware of anything that's perhaps going on are sometimes they, they are or? it really depends on the person it every experience is very different for each person um but generally speaking um i would say yes they are aware um probably sometimes you know, if the person has been uh, doing a significant amount of healing, they're a little more aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who this this may be the first thing that they've ever done. Um, I find people who are new to Reiki will oftentimes just fall asleep on the table. Mm. Um, and it's more like a response of, I need to relax and allow this to happen. Um, because if I stay awake, I might fight it. Okay. So uh, if they fall asleep, I just let them sleep and I just continue my work until we're done. And I, you know, have techniques of gently waking you up. Like I'll just go and squeeze your shoulders a little bit or, you know, wave a feather above your head, create some air (laughs) movement. I won't shake you awake and, you know, where the hell am I kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll just go through. And what I'm doing is I'm concentrating on your chakras. Mm-hmm. So I'll go over your body and all of your chakra points. Sometimes I'm led to do other parts of your body. 
uh, like joints, because joints are really high energy centers on your body too. Um, or, you know, spinal column, sometimes I'll have you roll onto your side and I'll just do your back as well. Um, like I said, each person is, is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really cool. So it's, it's gentle and non-evasive. Correct. Right. Yeah. And definitely not dangerous. It's just, some people may find this stuff a little woohoo. For sure. You know, and so. I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I did too. I can't even remember when I've ever had my first Reiki session, um, quite a number of years ago, but like, I remember, I think just kind of feeling like, yo, man, that is like so cool. Right. You know, like a little bit trippy. Yeah. Right? I, I oftentimes will schedule, if you have a 60 minute minute session with me, I'll schedule 90 minutes because I want to give you time afterwards to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will get so relaxed that I don't feel comfortable with them driving afterwards. Right. So I want you to hang out for a bit, have a little chat, even if it's just about what you had for breakfast, mm-hmm. just to kind of bring you back. And cause it is a very deep relaxation that you end up going into. Right. And so how does this actually calm someone down? Someone who has lots of stress, insomnia, yeah. PTSD, like. So because it works on your chakras, Chakras are energy and we know that we are energetic beings, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you take it from a scientific point of view, we have an electromagnetic field. Our heart and our lungs are run by electricity. So are our brains. Okay. So when you look at it from your energy, uh, if Reiki is going in and healing the energetic centers of your body, that's branching out into the rest of your body. So your nervous system your uh, respiratory system, your circulatory system, your muscular system, your mm-hmm. skeletal system. It's branching. You can kind of see Reiki as like a tree. Right. And all of the branches and then all of the finer branches and right. then even into the leaves and all the little veins. Yeah. So the it's leaves. almost like your limbs and then it goes into exactly. your muscles and then into your veins and into yeah. your cells type of thing. Yeah. So it's going okay. in through everything and it's going to those places first that require the most amount of healing Mm -hmm. or what you're ready to be healed. Okay. Um, And so that's what causes the relaxation. And because it's also physical, it will help release that stress. um, And it will give you a baseline of relaxation that you can remember. Okay. So after you're done, you know, uh, because I have had people ask, well, I feel really good right now. How do I take this home with me? And I'll just say to them, okay, when you're feeling like you're amping up in your stress level, I want you to sit in a quiet place and I want you to remember this sensation. And I want you to feel it just like you're feeling it right now because your body has a memory, Mm -hmm. just like muscle memory. Mm -hmm. You know, if you stop working out and then start again, it's easier to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Same with relaxation. You're you're basically retraining your biochemical body to relax instead of stress. Okay. It's work. Yeah. But yeah, it's you good have to work. Focus. You do have to focus. Yeah. yeah. And again, it, it brings you back to that self-awareness. Right. So I'm teaching you to be self-aware at that moment. How do you feel right now? You feel really great. Feel how your stomach feels. How does your stomach feel right now? Well, it feels loose and relaxed. Okay. How do your arms feel. And it's almost like a grounding technique Mm -hmm. because I will take people through grounding techniques as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I want you to try and replicate that in your own life. And sometimes people have to come back to remember. um, And that's great. 
mm-hmm. um, and you will get to know that sensation. Right. So it's really about body awareness. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And is this also about emotional awareness, mm-hmm. mental awareness? Yep. Because relaxation, true relaxation should encompass all of your senses. So emotional, physical, mental, mm-hmm. you should be able to feel it within all of those places. And if I can get you in the moment that you're feeling good mm-hmm. and have you almost take a mental snapshot of that sensation, and then anytime you feel like you're going back into that stress response, mm-hmm. try and go back there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've, I've sensed uh, the last time I had a session was just after the relaxation, because I was so tense, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't breathing properly. Mm-hmm. My breathing was stuck in my in my lungs as opposed to in, yes. into my abdomen. And once I could finally make that connection, I had this sensation of peace, mm-hmm. which yeah. is what I had felt. Do a lot of your clients yeah. experience that? Yeah, even myself personally. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is what a quiet mind feels like. Mm. Even cool. if it's for, you know, uh, only an hour. Right. But you remember that mm-hmm. because... The positive emotions and energy will always outweigh the negative ones when it comes to memory, especially if you're in that moment going, this feels really good. Mm -hmm. I want to keep this. And so when you get into those situations where, you know, for lack of a better word, you're triggered, just sit with it for a second and go, okay, this is what this is. I understand why I'm being triggered. Now let's just relax and just sit with it. Mm-hmm. and get back into that relaxation stage. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that, the less things will set you into that stress trigger mode. Right. Yeah. For me, it's about getting back to breath because mm-hmm. I forget to breathe. Breathing is so highly underrated. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I even look at it in my youngest son where when he's feeling stressed, I can see him stop breathing mm. or breathing really shallow. Right. And I'll just have to, you know, sit him down and go, okay, I want you to breathe from your tummy. Just breathe. Right. That's it. That's all I want you to do. But I'm really upset. That's okay. Just mm-hmm. breathe in your tummy. Yeah. Put your hand there. Yep. So you can feel it. Yep. I usually tell him, just look at your tummy and watch it move. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then he gets to, mm-hmm. you know, put awareness to and it. And it's also focus. bringing yourself out of your brain Mm-hmm. And back into your body. Back into your body. That's yeah. what my friend Mel said about like with TCM, mm-hmm. you know, in acupuncture. Yeah. It's about getting back into your body because we tend to, I tend yes. to think and overthink yes. a lot. Absolutely. So I'm always flighty and Heidi mm-hmm. and wherever elsewhere. And yeah, I forget yeah. to be back into my body. Yeah, I did t- take a little bit of uh, somatic therapy uh, myself that I've been able to incorporate. Somatic. And what is so that? it's basically working with your nervous system and your physical body and how when we're in a stress response, we tend to try to escape our body and mm. go into our head. Right. Because that's just what we do. And mm. being human instead of, you know, basic animal instincts anymore, because animals will shake off stress. When you watch an animal shake all of a sudden, right. that's them just resetting their nervous system. Because they're still just in their bodies where humans have stopped doing that. So it's about, and that's what grounding is for me. It's getting you back into your body. Right. You know, feeling your feet on the floor, feeling your butt in your seat. Yeah. Being aware of your body sensations instead of just your emotions and what's going on in your head. Mm -hmm. And that will oftentimes help you settle and kind of get back to reality for lack of a better term. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow, cool. So Reiki is an, is an amazing option and tool mm-hmm. to use. And we just talked about a bit about your intuitive counseling, which it, uh, it incorporates the two. Yeah. So let's move on to tarot cards. What are tarot cards? People <laughs> can think this is very witchy and wicca yeah. and evil and stuff like that. Yeah. So perhaps enlighten us and to even, what it is. Honestly, even I did because like tarot would have been a huge no-no. Right. Right. Because um, it's considered very witchy and very... It's a uh, devil's work. It's the, the devil's, devil's work, right? Or, you know, psychics yeah. and mediums. No, 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 you can't do that. Um, and it took me a long time before I bought my first tarot deck. I only bought my first tarot deck a year ago. Wow, that soon. Wow. Yeah, like that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and when I, I even did, when I did it, it was still with like sweaty, shaky hands. Right. Like, am I doing the right thing? And was that because of the perception? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the conditioning. Yeah. So. Um, what I have found, and I'm sure there's, you know, everyone has their own idea of what tarot is. The way I've had it explained to me from my own guides is you are quite literally just tapping into a person's energetic field. Mm -hmm. And through that tapping into their guides and what they need the most in that moment. Okay. So which is information. It's just information. Right. Yeah. So I'm using, um, it's almost like um, psychometry too. So when you can hold an item Mm -hmm. and get information about whoever owned that item. Right. That's kind of the way I see tarot cards too. Mm -hmm. So if I get you to touch the tarot card and shuffle them and stuff before I pull, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just getting information about you and I'm using the tarot cards as a tool to get that information. Right. Because I'm putting my energy into Mm -hmm. the cards. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes, you know, depending on who I'm doing the reading for, because I have friends who are also uh, healers. Mm -hmm. So they're quite in tune with what's going on with themselves. But, you know, sometimes you just need an objective point of view. Mm -hmm. And uh, with them, sometimes I don't even need them to touch the cards. I just need, I ask them permission. Is it okay if I tap in? Yep. And then I will... <clears throat> excuse me, channel their energy into the cards myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to read them as well. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really cool. So um, how, uh, a few questions here, but how accurate and effective are the cards having, um, having tarot cards? So far, well, and it takes practice. Mm-hmm. So like with any of these abilities, it does take practice to um, hone into the very specifics, Right. Um, over the last six months, I'd say they've been pretty flippin' accurate for okay. me for reading. So I would say I'd have a 95% success rate. Cool. That's where, pretty high. Yeah. Where I'm picking yeah. up on stuff that right. they haven't told me about right? or that they'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who I've known for a little while and her and I are very close and I know she won't mind me using this as an example because mm-hmm. I'm not saying her name. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Safety first. But you know, she was just, she was having a hard time and she's like, can you just pull some cards from me? I'm like, absolutely. So pulled some cards and as I was holding this one, there was a picture of an apple in there and uh, I got an image of a grandfather figure mm-hmm. holding an apple and I'm thinking... And I just kept getting, just ask her about the grandfather and the apple. Okay. <laughs> and I went, okay, so what's with the grandfather and the apple? 
And she just looked at me and she goes, well, I didn't know my grandfather, but that's the heritage that I've been really ignoring. Oh. And that I've been, I've been called to, you know, kind of go into more. Um, but I've kind of been ignoring it. I'm like, well, grandfather is kind of wanting you to delve a little bit more into your heritage there. And so what's with the apple? And she goes, well, the place that I was born, apple is in the name. It's known for its apples. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, that's pretty flippin' specific. That's trippy. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So it's cool. And it always blows my mind too. Yeah. Because really, every time it's like, whoa. Okay, then that's cool. <laughs> that, that is neat. That yeah. gets, kind of sends zings. Yeah. So how does this help someone who's stressed or who's anxious? You know, sometimes you, and what I find with the cards, especially, and even with my intuitive coaching, I'll get information that people haven't been thinking about. Mm. It's oftentimes going into a place um, that hadn't occurred to you yet. Okay. So it'll bring up stuff and it's never, you know, people don't have to worry about it getting too personal mm-hmm. because your guides too will only ever do what's in your best interest. And they're only giving information that's of that's, right now. That's absolutely necessary for right now. And that you can handle, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's never ever been a situation where I have been given information that the person was not ready to hear um, or that was too personal or that was insulting. None of that has ever happened because I always ask for permission and I always ask for your highest good to be served. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to get information. I'm not trying to get dirt. Um, you right. know, no one's ever trying to find out information about you that you're not prepared to talk about. It's always very relevant, um, very needed. And yeah, usually it kind of, it throws people, even when I have my cards done by someone else, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what people need to also realize is cards specifically are relevant for this moment in time, mm-hmm. like right now. Right now. Okay. Right now. I will not do future okay. because the decisions you make walking out my door could change everything. Right. So your future is never solid. Right. So it's never so written in stone. It's never written in stone. So right. oftentimes the readings that I do are about you right here, right now. What do you need to hear? Mm-hmm. And that's the most impactful because it deals with stuff that is very present for you in that moment mm-hmm. that will allow you to heal. Okay. And then you can move forward. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So then what is mediumship to you? How, how does this then also help someone... Um, you know, who's stressed. Yeah. Mediumship, um, mediumship I find is mostly about bringing peace, um, peace and closure and, uh, healing to a person who just can't let go of certain things. So mediumship is often loved ones who have passed. Um, and they, have messages for them of healing. Okay. Um, so I've had situations where, um, I've had people come in that didn't necessarily make sense to me, but it doesn't have to make sense to me because it's not my message. Mm -hmm. And I'll just mention, you know, who's, who's the young gentleman that's coming in. He's not a brother. He's not a cousin, but he feels extremely close. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and suddenly the person will start to cry. Mm. Oh, that's so-and-so. Um, he was a friend of mine in high school who passed away suddenly. Okay. Uh, and then after they've acknowledged who they are, then I'll start to get very distinctive messages. Like, you know, sometimes it's taking responsibility for their actions leading up to their death Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, having messages like, um, you know, what you're going through right now may be reminiscent of what happened with us, but it's not the same. And this is my message to you. So it's, it's very much about healing and closure within that moment and usually having to do with the family members that are being brought forward. Right. So nothing ghostly no. or anything like no. that. You know, the typical kind of, again, people think it's woohoo mm-hmm. or, they're, they're, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're channeling in, uh, say, you know, satanic energies right. or something like that. Yeah. But for you, that, that's not what it is. No. These are departed loved ones. These are departed loved ones. And what people need to realize is that once someone passes over, um, they are taken through, without getting into too much detail because it's a lot, Yeah, they're taken through like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, it's almost like post-game training. Like post-game after, training. after you've played the big game. Oh, it's like a debrief. Yeah, like a debrief. Okay. There, that's the word I was okay. searching for. You're welcome. It's like the coach taking you back and going over the game right. and talking about, you know, what happened, why it happened, what did you learn from it? Mm -hmm. So the beings that I'm channeling are, even though they're past loved ones, they have knowledge now that they didn't have in their lifetime. Mm, And they're also healed. Right. And they are coming back to let you know what they've learned and what they've seen in your life now and what they could possibly give you to help you in this moment. Mm-hmm. As advice, as yes. guidance. Yeah. They're going to there do they ever say, "Hey, go buy a lotto ticket this Friday?" No. Not that you've <laughs> noticed yet. Maybe mine will say that. <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, no, tell her to buy a lotto ticket." You know what? I've yet to have uh, any kind of reading that has anything to do with the lotto. <laughs> Shit. I know. <laughs> However, the readings that you do get pay off in such amazing ways more than money ever could. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I know. Just sometimes we could use a little bit more in the bank account. You know what I'm saying? I know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I know you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so the combination of all this stuff, because now we've talked about all of your your Mm -hmm. qualities and stuff. How does the combination of all of this or individuals, uh, individual aspects help someone with trauma, with abuse. And well, I think you kind of yeah. already touched on that. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to separate them now mm-hmm. because I kind of, any kind of session now, it really does incorporate all of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like if you've gone to school and you've got your master's, but then you decided to go back for your doctorate. And you just keep adding more and more onto your knowledge base. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I see these abilities. I just keep figuring out more and more and more. And it's impossible for me. Well, not impossible, but it's very difficult for me to separate them all. Okay. Because they all play a part and a role when I'm doing any kind of coaching or Reiki. Mm-hmm. And do you have repeated clients? Like, do they come back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And yeah. they try, do they try different avenues then? Like yeah, if they usually, tried Reiki one time? Yeah. No. So usually they'll come in for Reiki. Yeah. And, uh, I've, like I said, I've only had the one lady that just wasn't too sure about the whole thing, but most of the time they're like, so 
what else do you do? <laughs> like I said, it's like a gateway drug to the esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say yeah. that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'll explain to them all I do. And, and there will always be something that um, sticks out for them. Right. You know, oh, coaching. So what does that mean? Or, oh, mediumship. You know, I'm having a really hard time with getting over a death of so-and-so. Or, um, oh, clairvoyance. You know, I've got some shit in my house that's going on. I'd really like you to come and maybe feel out my house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think what it does for anxiety, depression, anything like that, is that it helps create a deeper understanding of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's all I really do is help you. I come alongside you mm-hmm. and I help you gain a deeper understanding of self mm-hmm. so that you can take that as a tool and move forward again. Right. Yeah. Right. Because we're all going through stuff. All of us. And and you you carry, like you brought a bag of goodies. <laughs> my bag of tricks. Yeah, your bag of tricks. <laughs> um, got lots of tricks in my house here. Got the big fan, got mm-hmm. lots of tarot cards. What was the, you used the term when we were prepping that was so funny. And I can't remember how we... Oh, the holy shit snacks? Yes, the holy... <laughs> was that what... <laughs> <laughs> holy shit Yeah, snacks. I don't even remember what you said to me, but you said something. I went, holy shit snacks. And you just, uh, you just about peed. I know. I'm like, Honest... oh, you've never heard that? Oh. No, because I thought it was in part of with some of your stuff. Was it, <laughs> was it your bag of tricks? Yeah, that you called and the... you, you said to me, oh, are there shit snacks in your tricks? <laughs> Or in your bag of tricks? And I went, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's to- probably totally irrelevant for people listening, but they're like, what are they talking about now? They're going off track. But I don't know. I just thought that was the funniest thing. Shit snacks. Okay. Uh, um, anyway, so we can do a little sample yeah, session, yeah. right? So what you have here is what? What do you have? I have, so I have the Green Witch Tarot, which is like um, a revamped traditional tarot that's just been uh, reworked um, visually. So, um, they're a little more artistic than the traditional tarot, but they essentially have the same symbology. Okay. So I'll, I'll take photos of these and put these up on the blog. And then the other one that I have is the, what are they called again? The angels of Atlantis. So, um, I would consider them like an angel oracle card. Lovely. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're, they're very beautiful. Yeah. These ones are really, really pretty. Yeah. So I'll post these on my Instagram site at the happy pill. So which Um, one are you drawn to the most? Kind of dig both. Um, we can do one of each. Oh, yay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to give a sample one with just the angels and, and you said, what did you call a green witch? Green witch tarot. Yeah. Green witch tarot. Um, So green witch is like, um, the way you would describe, uh, someone who uses herbs, um, who is very nature driven, um, okay. who has a very green lifestyle. Okay. Environmental, yeah. you mean? Sort of? Um, yeah, sometimes environment. I find a lot of green witches tend to be very uh, environmentally minded. Okay. Yeah. And they're actually known known as green witches? Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm really reluctant to use the word witch yeah. because it has such a negative connotation to it. It really does. Um, yeah. So witch basically just means someone who does not uh, use the physical solely as their healing purposes. So they do dive into the spiritual aspects. Okay. Yeah. So we're all witches sort of. Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. Some of them. Pretty much. Except 
some who don't. The good thing is, is that you don't get burned anymore. So that's a bonus. Yeah. I guess it depends where you're from. Yeah. Well, around here you don't. So that's good. Yeah. No, we're good. Okay. So what are we going to do with these two decks? So what I want you to do is I just want you to shuffle each deck for me. Okay. So I'm going to put my microphone down. As, um... Yeah, as easily as you can with a microphone in your hand. Okay, actually, I'm going to put the microphone down yeah. so you can actually talk. By like, why is yeah. shuffling important? So uh, I get you to shuffle um, because I've never done a reading for you before. So, um, and sometimes it's really just intuition, me just listening. And yeah, you need to shuffle them. And all you need to do is just shuffle them until you feel let to stop. And um, all you're doing is... While you're shuffling, I'm usually asking you to either ask a question or what is it you want to know about, or, you know, sometimes it's as simple if you can't think of a specific question to just go, what is in my highest good and best interest for today? What do I need to know? And one just fell out. Yeah. Yep. So that's the one for that one. Yeah. This tends to happen to me when I shuffle. Yep. So, okay. Yep. So that's good. Okay. So just keep, um, yep. So just keep shuffling. Highest intention and good. That yep. came out as well. Okay. And we got these two. Yeah. Usually it um usually it comes out in threes for me. <laughs> threes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So okay. Three so. is a good number. Three is divinity, trinity. Yeah. Yep. It usually means you're also on the right path. Cool. Yeah, especially if you see uh triplicate numbers like three three three, one one one. Numerology. I know. Numerology. That's something I haven't done. I've kind of dipped my toe into. Same with astrology. Um, I've known some ladies who are very, uh, very good astrologers. Right. And I've tried to learn it, but it just, it escapes me. It, so I, I came to the conclusion that it just wasn't for me right. to delve into. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so okay. I kind of dabble and that's about it. Dabble numerology yeah. is really interesting. So, so with this second deck, this witch, um, witch green deck, mm-hmm. uh, do I shuffle the same? Just hold yep. them in my hands, or? yeah, just holding your hands okay. and shuffle until you feel like you need to stop. Okay, yeah, and okay. you know, if you if you don't get three, you don't get three, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, I suspect you'll get less than three today for that one. <laughs> now we're gonna see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna test, we're your really theory. testing Tracy yeah. today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, oh, there's a there's a stack that came out. Oh, four, so four. <laughs> but I'm not sometimes five. F- so sometimes I kind of sit with that. And go, is that really supposed um, to happen? Um, so that's kind of how I sit with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. Hmm, it's interesting the ones that you picked. I didn't pick them. They just came out. The ones that your energy picked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did pick them. Yes, of course. I it should. just wasn't a 3D conscious picking. Right, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to just shuffle one more time and I'm just yep. going to leave it at that. So um, these ones are much smaller. They are, yeah. Much, much smaller. Yeah, they're more like the traditional tarot where they're more like um, playing card size. Yeah. As opposed to... Wow, uh, whoa. So, okay, so your intuition was off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that one but it's unusual to have it come out uh, as a clump okay I pick up my microphone again here we go okay. wow <laughs> do you have enough light in there in the lady booth um, <laughs> kind of yeah um i'm actually gonna do the i like those ones the angel ones first sure uh let me just sit with this for a sec yeah. Ooh. You're liberation so, I, did, I didn't even get to see the uh cards oh so gosh, liberation liberation 
intention. Intention. And mm-hmm. forgiveness. Oh, wow. So Joe Fial, Sandra Lafon, and Joe, Joe Fial. Wow, twice. Twice. So and these are from the Archangels. Okay, Angels of Atlantis. Wow. So they're upside down to me, but... Um, yeah, no, they came... All of these came right side up. Sometimes, I think the mm-hmm. angel ones, they don't have a reverse. Right. They're just the way they come. Um, the tarot does have a reverse meaning to them. Um, and it's usually just... Um, some people see it as an omen. I don't. Um, I mm. see a reverse as um, stuff to just watch. Yeah, or or that perhaps you're blocked in an area yeah. that yeah. that's all it is. It's yeah, just this to be is aware. what you need to be aware of. Right. Yeah. So this is the way the card presents, and you know the opposite to that would be you know you might just want to watch this aspect of your life mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know. Right. Um, these ones, the angel ones, being. Forgiveness, intention, and liberation. Uh, What I'm getting from that is... Yeah, you're definitely on the right path, Ursula. Um, But it also indicates hard work. You know, sometimes your path can present as you know, good work, but then all of a sudden we kind of run into situations that are really tough mm-hmm. and it tests what you've learned so far. Um, the forgiveness one being big, it's hard to let go yep. of shit that has been literally just stands like up, up like a brick wall in front of you. Right. Yep. Um, and intention. Yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. Now you got it. Okay. I got it. Okay, so forgiveness. Forgiveness is key. Um, intention is you can do something, but your intentions behind it aren't completely pure. Oh, that doesn't sit well. <laughs> um, not, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to offend you, but it's yeah. sometimes we go through the motions. And this mm-hmm. is what I should do. This is what I need to do. This is what's right. Right. But you're kind of grumbling about it at the same time. Right. So this is more like a reminder of make sure your intentions are pure with your actions. Right. So that it's in alignment with what I really want to do. Exactly. As and opposed to doing it for other people. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, don't do it as an affront, but do it because you truly want to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, totally makes sense. Yeah, and what was this one again? Liberation. Yeah, and liberation just comes out of that. You know, like if you can forgive and you can do what you feel you need to do with a pure heart. Because you, what happened? <laughs> Everything okay? I came undone. Oh, did, uh, let me see. Oh. No, okay, let's just stop this for just one second. Okay, so that was interesting, <laughs> a little technical difficulty. You are channeling. It does happen when I'm channeling. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for fixing the things too. Yeah. Thank you, angels. Thank, thank you. you, angels, for fixing the things. Yeah. Okay, this one's going to be a little more in depth. So let me just make sure I've got yeah. the... Well, um, I'm surprised that that many came out. I mean, intuitively, I kind of feel like... The first batch that came out was a little too much. 
that's just me. This is a go. This one, this one. You're just, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. No. Okay. You're giving me, yeah, I didn't think those ones. And no. No. Okay. Okay. So there so we, we go. Got so four. four came out. So that, yep. was, that was about right. Okay. Sometimes I find if I think too much about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to go with yeah. initial. I, I felt that it was like, no, that's too much. And I. Okay. Wow. And now yep. you're. Okay. You're, so oh, you got them all? this okay. one was a big one. Uh, the green man. Green man. When you, okay. when you first uh, brought that one out, that one really spoke to me. Um, and I, unfortunately I do know this about you, that you are huge into nature and that's one of your, um, big kind of relaxation grounding spots. Yeah. Um, but I would go as far as to say that it's an absolute necessity. And I haven't been out much. Yeah. Like it's, um, yeah, you're basically being told that this is a necessity as much as drinking water and sleeping basically. Wow. Is nature, nature. Nature. Yeah. I need to move out closer. Because to that is your recharge. That is your grounding. Um, that is your almost like your centering mm-hmm. where you connect. Yeah. Do you connect the most when you're in nature? Like do you get a lot of messages when you're in nature? Um, you know, I actually just feel most peaceful mm-hmm. when I'm in nature. Yeah. Um I feel like in some way it's home. I just came back from visiting a friend and she lives out in Three Hills actually. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, the green out there with the the beautiful, yeah. um, they're not even hills, even though she lives in Three Hills. But, um, <laughs> you know, just the um, the coolies and everything, everything is just so bright yeah. and green. The canola's coming up that bright yellow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, driving and observing this beauty and just thought, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. So I miss it. So miss have it. you... Have you ever considered taking out a journal into nature? Uh, I have done many times, yeah. actually. Um, but I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Okay, so the other card was the horned god. And what he usually represents is the divinity within nature and um, kind of like... like the hunter gatherer mentality, Hmm. but on an esoteric level, like what do you need to do while you're in nature to cultivate that creativity that's within you? For me, it's grounding. Yeah. I need, I need to be in alignment with source. Yeah. And this is where you find that it's the strongest. It's with in nature. Yeah. So I would almost encourage you to actually start being more creative while in nature. So I do my podcasts podcast out in Canmore is what you're saying or sure Banff or something yeah like I'd come out yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do another episode with you out there and then we'll hear some Absolutely. birds yeah. run from the bears but um <laughs> I see you getting more ideas hmm. uh and it's when you are the most relaxed and not trying so hard mm. That's when it's kind of like sitting on the toilet. You know how everybody says when they're in the bathroom, they get the best ideas. Yeah, It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but in your case, it's nature. You absolutely need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And just so FYI, I did ask Ursula permission before all of these, before tapping into her energy. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that because I already said yes. So, but yeah, yeah. totally. Um, <laughs> So the next two were uh, Queen of Pentacles and Knight of Atames, which is like a small little dagger. Knight of what? It's Atames. 
Oh, is that a person? No, it's it's what the dagger is called, and I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I've oh. heard about 18,000 different ways of saying right. that word, so I just kind of picked one and went with it. The only thing I'm noticing is the badger in this card and the badger in the other card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's interesting that that stuck out to you. It's, it's a Hufflepuff thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Hufflepuff is the badger. <laughs> in Hogwarts, so, but I have to say the it. badger is also a, an extremely tenacious animal, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's got a very narrow focus. So when it sets out to do something, it doesn't stop until it's done. Right. Okay. Which can be beneficial and it can be detrimental as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what... Okay. So <laughs> what I just heard is <laughs> Ursula is very tenacious um, and sometimes she picks the wrong things to be tenacious about. Yep. Yeah. So it's really just being mindful of those yeah. situations. And if you're not sure, just sit with it for a sec and mm-hmm. just ask, is this the right move? Is this what I should be focusing on? Right. Yep. Because once you do go with what is meant to be, it just flies. Mm-hmm. It's like what I had with um, when I was creating my website mm-hmm. and the podcast, I just was zoned in and focused. Yep. Um, you know, and it took 10 months to get to this stage, 10, yep. 11 months to get to this stage right here. Yeah. Um, because for me, it's about quality. Yes. It has to have the quality mm-hmm. of something. I don't just want to record something and then toss it up on the internet or yeah. something like that. As I had someone tell me once, I'm like, oh, no. no, that's kind of not my that thing. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't sit channel. right. Yeah. No. And then <laughs> speaking of lottery, it, so she's holding a giant gold coin in her lap. Oh my um, God. I've had that a lot lately. And, and you know, it's, it is about money. Because we do need money. Yeah. But it is also about the rewards that we get that are non-monetary. Mm. And it's it's basically exactly what I said before. Um, and she's sitting under a big tree and a big tree branch chair, which also <laughs> is, you know, reminding you of the nature. Nature. Yeah. yeah. yeah all of these, all, yeah. all of these are deeply steeped in nature. Yeah. And that is, wow. it's very important for you. Yeah. Why would you say that's a gold coin? Because it doesn't look like a gold coin to me. It looks like this wooden carving with well, a pentacle. Well, the, the traditional tarot, it is a pentacle coin. Oh. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. And it does represent um, wealth, um, gaining more. Right. Um, and if it's reversed, sometimes it can represent lack right. as well. I've had a very similar card. Like I have my own angel cards and mm-hmm. stuff I pull. And that has actually come up a lot yeah. for me in the past few weeks. So, so you know, alternately, because this just came to me too, what is it about money? And forgive me if this is going a little bit too deep. Um, it's okay. That's why I created the show. Talk about my stuff. What are... What are the things holding you back about money? Like what, what are the, what are the boundaries that you've put around yourself when it comes to money? Okay. So there is a lot of fear Mm -hmm. surrounding money and guilt, Mm. um, that I have to grind and earn Mm. my way, which is digs into my self-worth issues Mm -hmm. that I'm not worthy enough, 
Um, you know, it's interesting because I had an envy card come up. And so let's just be truthful mm. here for a moment. I had this card come up yesterday because of you, which you didn't know, but I did a little reading because I saw your post where you had received Mm. uh, checks for your acting gigs. And it's interesting that my initial reactions Mm. go into fear, Yeah, right? And that I have to do that. And it's not because I'm dissing you or anything that you're doing. No, I get it. Yeah. It's hard. uh, It's part of me going in order for myself to feel worthy. I have to be doing the same thing. Yeah. I've got to be recognized. I've got to be seen, um, because that's the only way that I'll find value. Yeah. Right. Which is again within myself. And that's a tough one. And a lot of us deal with that. Yeah. And a lot of us. And it's, uh, it's scary and vulnerable to say, but the fact Mm -hmm. is, is that it's my truth. Yeah. And I was talking about it with a friend of mine and because her reaction when she sees somebody win money is like, oh my God, that's amazing. Good for you. And I'm like, no, I've just missed out on something. So I feel like I have to jump on the bandwagon, which I think is what you're talking about when we're talking about the intention Mm -hmm. card Mm -hmm. is that I feel like then perhaps I have to do something that maybe I don't want to do in yeah. order to get to where I want to be. Right. Right. So it's not exactly in alignment. And so the fear around the money is that I won't have enough to help me move out of my current situation. Yeah. Um, with work that I'm doing and stuff like that. So, uh, but there's also guilt with mm-hmm. it. And this is a family thing that mm-hmm. money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. You, know, you always have to be careful. We grew up poor yeah. for Pete's sake, you know? Well, and we're dealing with, you know, baby boomer generation and post-war generation That's that are mom, dealing with very family. deep trauma when it comes to poverty. Yeah. And it's instilled in us very young that our worth is directly related to how much we have, yeah. how much we can save. Um, and that we, you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. That's the end all and be all. Yeah. But it's also for me abuse, mm-hmm. right? In that if if it's like a podium. So if I stand on the podium, not because I'm wanting to be better than others, but it tells me a couple of things. It tells me that one, I'm on path, but two, I won't be abused. Right. Right. So if I'm on top of the podium, then I'm abused. I'm kind of away from this, yeah. this stuff. So yes, I, I recognize there's arrogance and there's ego mm-hmm. that, that come into well, this. Well, there's a bit of segregation fear. there too. Uh, what's that? Segregation of yourself. Yeah. 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 And, um, and the fear of missing out and, and that I failed. Yeah. Right. So it yeah. hits a failure button. So yeah. if you're doing well in your acting stuff, then I feel like I failed in whatever right. it is I'm creating. And this has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Yeah. And right? I get that. Oh, I know you yeah. get that, which yeah. is, which is awesome, which is why we could talk about this yeah. just openly in front of <laughs> however many people are going to listen to this. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, is that that's been my truth and that holds me back mm. because I'm placing worth elsewhere. Yeah you know, as opposed to valuing myself. And so the card was actually saying, value what you have in your life Mm -hmm. right now, because I'm already rich Mm -hmm. in my life with my health. I've got an apartment that I can afford on my own for a single person in Calgary is very difficult to do right now. And yet I can do it, even though I'm still paying off debt and student loans and yada, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. I've got my health. I've got, um, you know, used furniture, but I've got something to sit on. Yeah. You know, so I yeah. have those things and it's telling me to appreciate that. Yeah. So that's it's finding the gratitude yeah. even within you being acutely aware that you're being ungrateful. Do you know what I mean? I like to maybe think I'm not ungrateful. You know, but, but it's, it's, you, we all have those moments of, mm-hmm. oh, I wish more. I had more. Yeah. And what I found is it's in those moments and a lot of the times they're very small moments of release. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just need to let that go. 
And it's in those moments of release that we find relief. And if we can continue to let it lie, Mm -hmm. suddenly something will come up and you'll go, oh, I didn't see that coming. And that's so much better than what I was anticipating or planning. Right. And money falls into that. You know, we want to, we want to hyper plan our whole lives when it comes to money and shit never pans out. You know, it it does to a certain degree, but then again, it doesn't either because there's always stuff that comes up. And if we can somehow release the need to hyper plan and hyper associate our worth with how much we have in our bank account, Mm -hmm. the universe will give us so much more because we haven't put it in a box. Yeah. You know, if I could only have a thousand dollars at the end of the month and universe is like, well, but I want to give you so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just let that idea go and allow me to work? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that the forgiveness card mm-hmm. was there because well, I have a hard for- time letting go. And the forgiveness card isn't just about you forgiving other people. It's about you forgiving you. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Because quite often I, um, I tend to beat myself up the most. Uh-huh. Right, uh, which I think a lot of people do. You um, are preaching to the choir over oh, here, girl. Right? All oh sister. my! You in your lady booth, me oh in my lawn my. chair. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, you know, it, it is. It, it's it's what we do. We beat ourselves mm-hmm. up the most, and for feeling like I failed or that I'm not where I should be right now. And mm-hmm. should is such a terrible word because you it should is. on yourself, and I should on myself mm-hmm. way too much. Yeah, but is the other swear word. Yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. But you basically just negated everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have such a great life, and I have friends, and but, yeah. but what? Yeah, you have a great life and great friends, and what would you like to add to that? Yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. So, any final messages with this spread before we? No, I think um, we're done. Sweet. Yep, <laughs> I think we kind of nailed it. Yeah, we yeah. did. So that is, that is awesome. So as a final up, as we're going to clear up this uh, episode now and, and wrap it up, what final advice guidance that you have for Hmm. having people come to see you for your work, for your abilities and for them to help and help themselves heal? I think really the only thing that I ask of people is come with an open mind Mm -hmm. Uh, with a willingness to look into the dark corners and the allowing of healing to finally occur. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people who seek out healing, um, but they're not quite willing to go there. And I do find that my style tends to be quite direct Um, a lot of the messages that I get, I used to soften. Um, but then I kind of got, (laughs) I got an esoteric hand slap once (laughs) (laughs) where, uh, no, that wasn't the message. This is the message and they need to hear it right now. And I was like, oh, but what if they're not ready? It's like, don't worry, they're ready. Because it's really not up to you to decide. Exactly. It's not, it it is not my job to filter for you. Um, If you've come to me, you you have to be ready. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, our work is our work alone. And, and I am not also here to heal you. 
you know, my, my Facebook page says healing. Um, that's why it doesn't say healer because I am not a healer. I am a guide. I will help you heal yourself because it's all about being Mm self-aware. It's all about being present in this moment. What do you need right now? And how can you use that to move forward to the next step and then the next step and then the next step? Right. Yeah. Okay. So where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Facebook. (laughs) Under? (laughs) Tracy Lepke Healing. And I'm sure Ursula will have all the correct spelling and everything because my last name is a little bit tricky. <laughs> You're looking right at me. Of course, yeah. I'm going to post this on my, uh, this will be posted on my Instagram and yeah. my And I also blog, have so. an Instagram page, which is also, uh, it's just Tracy B. Lepke. Uh, I used to have a website, but I let it go. I just wasn't finding that it was serving. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't a valuable tool. So I find Facebook is the best. Um, and all of my contact information is on Facebook as well too. Okay. And uh, yeah. And we will share that information on the blog and yeah. all of our social media Yay. stuff. So thank you so much, my friend, for, oh, you're welcome. for everything you. that you have provided, your information, your knowledge, your cards, your tools, your techniques, <laughs> and your story. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing yes. your story. Well, you're the first person that I've actually told my whole story to. So Wow, really? Yep. And this is such a privilege for me to have people you know, share their stuff yeah. with me. So I'm very honored and privileged. So I thank you so much. If we ever have more stuff to talk about, yeah. please come on back. Absolutely. And we're going to do another show. We have all the things to talk about. We have <laughs> lots of things to talk about. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening in and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress center, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYou'reDone.com.